Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Hi, everybody. What week are we in in quarantine? <sighs> Actually, at the time of this recording, which is Friday, it is my Monday of my fourth week in quarantine. I think me too, because we quarantined together right after we recorded. Well, we have our first celebrity on Montourage. He's the first celebrity member of the Montourage. Yes, and interestingly, he would be a dad to Raj, but we're going to go with Montourage. Today, we're really excited. We're talking to Adam Pally from the new Netflix film, The Main Event, which is such a cute family movie. It came out on Friday. You guys are going to love it. You also know him from Happy Endings, The Mindy Project. He's currently on Indebted on NBC and basically everything else under the sun. Sonic. And frankly, I know you guys are so tired of watching Disney Plus, so here's something else you can watch with your kids. It's super fun. Really cute. I mean, Sebastian really liked it and he's two and a half. It's very reminiscent of like Shazam. Yeah, the sports movies of our childhood. Yeah, I, I thought it was really cute and really enjoyable. If you're talking about the sports movies from my childhood, then we have to go back to like um, Jurassic Park, but in actual Jurassic time. <laughs> no, I said damn Yankees. <laughs> Even though that's a musical, but you know what I mean. What I, I mean, Goonies. Goonies isn't a sports movie, but that was my time. <sighs> I mean, who doesn't love Goonies? I think Goonies is the reason I wanted to be an actor. Booby twap. Booby twap. I used to do that scene, that Corey Feldman scene, where he would had all the jewelry in his mouth, and they were <laughs> pulling the strands of pearls out of his mouth. I used to like replicate it by myself. I'd like to see that for the gram. Please, I mean, take all of your jewels. And- I don't think anyone will get it anymore. <laughs> I also used to tie myself up with a jump rope and pretend I was a damsel in distress on a railroad. You are hysterical. Yeah, well, no one was there to untie me. I had to untie myself. A modern woman. And we are also discussing some things that maybe have changed in the household since quarantine. Sex. They're right there. Sex. Okay, Ashley said it. <laughs> I was very straightforward. It was sex. We're talking about sex. And as always, we have our hashtag swag bag, but up next, the, the tits and, and the shits. It's really hard for us to coordinate that without seeing each other or being in the same room. I know. Well, every week it gets a little worse. So Ashley, what are your tits and shits? <sighs> well, I think my tits are, I think Sebastian is like thriving in quarantine. He's talking so much. He's constantly happy. He's like, just like surprising to me. He can count to 15. He's two years old. He can count to 15. He like knows every letter. He knows shapes. He What was the shape he said? Oh, he said Pentagon the other day. Is this because of Agency Mouse? Um, It's mostly because of Matt, to be completely honest. Got it. Matt's like very good at drilling these things in. Does Matt need a third career as a Zoom? homeschool teacher? Honestly, I think the secret is that Matt really cares that Sebastian learns. I don't know if he would care about anyone else's kid, (laughs) but he would be a great teacher. He may have missed his calling because he's really, I mean, very good. Who knows if any of our careers will be viable after this whole thing, so he should think about it. I know. Also, why can't he have that kind of patience with me? Yeah, so Sebastian's just doing really well for the most part. Like, gotta be honest, 
unpopular opinion, but I think I love quarantine. Aside from the crippling anxiety part of it. Right. I don't love the fear. I don't love the agoraphobia. I don't love the like, hmm, no orange juice for my kid. Running low on milk. What am I going to do? Do I risk my life and go to the grocery store or just say, suck it up, Sebastian? You know, the funny thing is, I don't know if Luna's thriving. I think it's a little bit the other way. Her and my dog, and we'll talk about this in my tits and shit as well, but they are getting super needy. Usually, you know, Luna loves Linda. Yeah. But since they've been with me 24 seven, when I'm not physically holding either of them, which is hard to do both of them at the same time or paying attention to them, they freak out. And that was never the case. They were always both my dog and my child were really good with going with other people and were like really casual. And I think it was because we made a point to share them with other people so that they wouldn't be super needy. No, and now it's like out of control. Do you think that any of it has to do with the fact that she's used to being with Linda by herself? Not that you're never with your mom, but usually when she's at Linda's house for an extended period of time, although never this long, you're not there. I think that's part of it. I think also she knows that there's a difference that Lee and I are not together and that she's not seeing her dad. P.S. for the show, we're not divorced or anything. He's just quarantined away from us. He was traveling and we just want to be careful, you know. I think it's like a mixture of things. She's also going through like a teething sleep regression thing. So I think there's just a perfect storm of things that are going on. There's no way to tell what it is, but I think it's a mixture of all those things. But I don't know if it's good for her because she's so needy. It's like out of control. Yeah. When you and Lee are finally kind of like all three of you are all reunited again and obviously Beckett, you'll be able to better judge things, but it might make things a little better. She might just really miss daddy. You know, it's so funny. So we went and saw Lee, but from six feet away. Mm -hmm. And I was surprised because in real life, I mean, obviously she sees her dad more often than once a month, you know, but in real life, she she loves her dad, obviously, but she like is pretty casual about it with just part affection coming here and there, like in beautiful bursts, you know? Oh my God, she lost her shit. And then I had to force her back in the car. It was like Lee and I were divorced and it was, so, I, was I was getting triggered from my experience with divorced family and having to go away from one parent to the other. I was like, I'm triggered. And then the whole ride home, she was like, dead, dead, dead. It was really sad. Although I think it's nice though, because Lee has not felt that needed. And so I like called him when she was crying out dad, dad, and it made him feel good. So, Aww. you know, I have to tell you, obviously my, I'm very close to my mom. Um, they live seven blocks away from us and we're used to seeing my parents all the time. So this is like very strange for me especially, but in general, it's just kind of like a strange scenario. And we tried to do like a walk by my parents' house and yeah. they were on their stoop and we were six feet away and everything. But Sebastian like could not understand why he couldn't hug his grandparents. I had to have Luna in the stroller the whole entire time, like strapped in. I mean, I still occasionally, my parents will come like they came this morning. They stand on our stoop, we open the window and we talk through there and we're six feet away and it's our way of seeing each other. I've gone for a run and stopped at their house and done the same thing. But that's his grandparents. I can only imagine with her dad, she must miss him so much. And I think that's probably a big part of it. My shits are, this is just a really funny story that kind of blew me away. So the other day I was absentmindedly heading Clementine, my dog, while I was watching TV. And all of a sudden she yelped. And in my mind, I was like, oh my God, did I hurt her? And she, like, obviously, I hurt her. I just 
didn't know how, or in my mind, I was like, was I feeling some anxiety from the TV? And I squeezed her neck. Am I a monster? What have I done? And she screams. She runs over to Matt and she stares at me like, how dare you? How (laughs) dare you, mother? Clem, I'm sorry. Also kind of laughing because I'm like, relax. I obviously didn't mean to hurt you. All I do is love you all the time. She's a dramatic Beverly Hills Chihuahua. She is so dramatic. She continued with this behavior all night long to the point where Matt, who was always like, listen, Clementine isn't capable of those kinds of feelings, was like, oh my God, she's being so weird with you. So weird. So finally, I've like given up and I'm just like, all right, this bitch wants her space. She can have it. So I get into bed. Matt puts her on the bed and goes to brush his teeth and whatever. And we have like this very private moment where I like try to be the submissive and put my head down and have her smell me. You know, my way of saying I'm sorry and dog. She sniffs my face and turns her head to the side and is just like, no. She would not have anything to do with me all night. I woke up in the middle of the night. She was sleeping in between Matt and I, I guess felt me wake up. She looked up at me and turned her back. She was so spiteful and such a bitch. It was so fun. The next day, everything was totally fine. But I just was like, oh my God, this dog has been around me and my moods for so long that she is becoming like me. And only towards me because she doesn't get like this with Matt or even the baby who tries to kick her like I'm the one she takes this shit out on she's like the 90s commercial I learned it for watching you dad (laughs) it's incredible like Matt has heard me tell this story 6,000 times to 6,000 different people and he's like listen you shouldn't harp on it it, you're missing the point it's not that I'm trying to harp on it it's that I am blown away that she's capable with her little tiny brain of being so upset for such an extended period of time Beckett was like that when I first had the baby and he's never been like that, he would like look at me and then specifically turn around and have his ass face me. And I would sit on the couch next to him and he would like put his paw and like push away. And he did that for like a couple of weeks. I'm like, dude, I'm sorry, but this, she's here to stay. Okay. So deal with it. Then we put him on Prozac and now he's fine. Maybe Clementine needs Prozac. We'll see. We'll see if it happens again. (laughs) God, everyone needs Prozac during quarantine. I could use some Prozac to be completely honest. So those are my tits and my shits. Okay. So my tits is that one leaves closer now. So I feel like there's end in sight to this quarantine, quarantine of us being away from each other. And then the second one has to do with my dog, which is that Beckett and I are passionately snuggling. It's so nice. I just have to say that I get a palpable serotonin blast when I snuggle with my dog. It feels so good. And my kid is not a snuggler. I got it from my kid when she was little and she would snuggle me. But, you know, in real life, when we're not quarantined, Beckett is not allowed in the bed with us. That was one of the stipulations of Lee and I moving in together. Mm. We had to meet halfway on a lot of things and he was pretty adamant about that. So much so that sometimes when I need that serotonin blast, I sleep on the couch with Beckett. Oh, not in my bed. so that right. I can cuddle him. And at my mom's house, it's fine. You sleep with the dog. So I have been passionately snuggling my dog, belly to belly, spooning face to face with his little nose on my nose with his little hot breath on my face. <laughs> and it has been just the kind of tonic that I need for this time. Oh, well, good. You deserve that. You need that. If that's the thing that makes you happy. So that's my tits. My shits are my feet smell like Cool Ranch Doritos all the time. <laughs> Are you sure they actually smell like Cool Ranch Doritos and it's not just that you're eating so many Cool Ranch Doritos took a break stuck from in cool your ranch, nose? I took a break from Cool Ranch Doritos and by took a break, I mean I ran out of Cool Ranch Doritos. <laughs> 
<laughs> and by ran out, you mean you ordered a bunch off of Target.com last night. And they haven't come in yet. And it says that Mine either. due to high demand for Doritos specifically, it might take a little longer. In, in Target's defense, as somebody who has tried every back alley way of ordering food at this point, they say that about almost anything good on the website. I've heard from multiple people after I've talked about my Cool Ranch Dorito obsession, pretty much on every platform there is in right. my yoga classes. I had a whole meditation about Cool Ranch Doritos the other day <laughs> that I did online. Um, I'm not alone. People have been not. turning towards Doritos in this time. My friend is a writer for Thrillist. Yep. And he's doing a whole ranking of all the Doritos flavors. We had a whole DM Instagram conversation about how I was like, listen, Cool Ranch better be number one. It's actually going to be number two. Not to spoil it, but he goes with, he goes with number two for it. Oof. So I have been without my beloved Cool Ranch Doritos and my feet still smell like Cool Ranch Doritos. I've changed different loungewear shoes thinking it was maybe the shoes. Hmm. I believe it's my feet. I believe that um, the Cool Ranch is working its way through my sweat out my feet. All right. That's my shit. I, I know I love the smell of Cool Ranch Dorito going in, coming out, not so much. <laughs> what a segue. God, today we are so excited to talk to one of the stars of the new Netflix film, The Main Event, out now. You know him from Happy Endings, The Mindy Project, and currently Indebted on NBC, along with Everything Under the Sun. He's also a Jersey boy and a dad of three. Please welcome Adam Pally. So, hi, Adam. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for coming on the show. We're really excited to have you. Your commute was really difficult, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, yeah, I couldn't find a room without a child like on a computer and then I realized I didn't have a computer so <laughs> a lot of like bargaining and finding a small space to do it you have three of them right them you mean ch- uh, children yes 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 I have three of them of them yes I mean you know I have one, Carrie has one, and both of us are kind of just like... Having a hard time finding space to record. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have three. This is a challenge. How old are they? Yeah. They are eight, seven, and two and a half. Oh, the two... I have a two and a half year old. And is it a boy? It's a boy. Oh, yeah. Mine's a, a boy as well, and he is just a nut and a half. Crazy. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, usually I say asshole, but I was trying to be gentle for your your gentle ears, you know? Oh, no, no. My son is a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Huge dickhead. Yes. So where are you quarantining with all of this? Uh, I'm quarantining at my mother-in-law's in the Hamptons. Oh, that's nice. nice. It's very nice. Um, my mother-in-law is also here, and so is my sister-in-law and her brother and child. Oh, so they're actually... Four children in that house. Yeah, there's four children in this house. Oof. Yeah, I'm also quarantining, but with my, with my mother, not my mother-in-law. I think that if I was quarantining with my mother-in-law, I would not make it through the end of quarantine. But I am with my actual mother, so I feel you on the on the close quarters with lots I'm, of people. I like I'm gonna make it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, the other night I was like really flipping out. I was like. Here's Johnny, and no one, none of my kids like knew what I was, <laughs> what 
I was doing. And so my daughter- That's like, probably good parenting. I think maybe they're still a little young. <laughs> I don't know. My daughter was like, what are you doing? And I was like, it's one of my favorite movies where a father takes his family to a cabin, puts down, <laughs> kills them all. That's amazing. <laughs> He's like, okay, I'm going upstairs to do TikTok. Are you one of those parents who like, has activities for your kids? Uh, just to give you some background, I give my kid an iPad with ABC yeah. Mouse and I say, just go do that. Oh, that's nice that you have ABC Mouse. Yeah. I don't even have that. I'm just oh, well, it's free. There's no excuse. Like, my, yeah, but like, it's work. <laughs> you just like download the app, you sign even up, that. you download oh, yeah. no, I can't even. I can't even. <laughs> my, my son learned how to talk from unboxing videos. Oh my, I don't get those. That's amazing. I, I've, time and time again, I've said, I just don't get what people like about unboxing videos. I didn't get it either, but I, now that there's like a lack of entertainment and, and things to do, I find that like, I bet I would like it if it was the kind of things that I liked to see unboxed. What would you like Which to see unboxed? Which would be what? <laughs> like the newest iPhone. I bet I would watch like five minutes of that being unboxed. Huh. We, the kids don't watch it much more than two or three minutes and then are on to the next video. It's not like, a, like I think as parents, we think they're sitting there like watching. They're not. They're like, wow, he, he opened it next. They're just trying to get that first hit. Of yeah. Adrenaline. And, and then my kids even say like, oh, so satisfying. And I'm like. Is it like an ASMR video? Like just the I act of hearing the thing? Yeah. I think it's like a whole visual ASMR audio component as well, where it's just like the satisfying feeling of like, I can't have it, but I can watch other people open it. You know, it's exciting. That's how I feel about groceries right now. I was going to say, maybe I'll watch someone unbox a bunch of Sephora purchases. <laughs> there you, you go. Know. Hey, so I, I now know where each of your values lie. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, mine is, is self-soothing through food and alcohol and carries is makeup. Buying cosmetics I will never wear. <laughs> I just like to buy them and then not put them on my face. Oh, yeah. No, I get that. You like having a strong brush count. Exactly. <laughs> so. Are you homeschooling your kids? Is there homeschooling yes. going on? Yeah, of course. We're, I mean, we're trying. It's, it's difficult. So I think this is the perfect time for a really feel-good family movie, like the main event. It kind of reminds me of like the Sandlot when I was a little kid, but wrestling. Can you kind of give people a little background about the film? About the main event? Yeah. Um, yeah, of course. Well, it's, it's to me, I, when I first read it, it always reminded me of, of, like you said, those movies like Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Or um, even like Shazam lately. Like I love movies where like a kid gets to do something that's totally out, out of the realm of physical possibility. I love Shazam. And, Talk about something, drink, uh, and then watch that. Ooh, oh, good. yeah. Shazam was great. Uh, <laughs> and so, especially with WWE, I really like the stuff they're doing. <laughs> You know, I, I mean, I don't watch wrestling. I'm not like a giant wrestling fan, but I think that they're doing good things. Yeah. Um, and they're and, huge. And it's enormous. And yeah. so when I, and, and so it's a, basically a story about a young kid from a multiracial family who's being bullied and at school and finds a magical mask that gives him all the powers of a WWE wrestler. And uh, um, he then goes on to uh, to do some crazy stuff. So you play his dad. Um, I watched the movie with my two and a half year old and basically now he wants to wrestle me all the time. (laughs) And I think good sign. I think it might actually be the most fun thing I've done with him in a long time. Like we just pretend to wrestle. Yeah. Like I pick him up and I throw him around and 
you know, that's my kind of playing. That's my love language. <laughs> well, that's good. My love language is gifts. So are you now officially part of the WWE family? Are we going to see you at the main event with like the, the Bella Twins? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I would, hope, <laughs> I would hope that there would be a time when people would be gathering. Um, no, I don't. I, don't, I, I, I think that the WWE has been super nice to me and you know, taken me in. But I, I, I'm, I'm a lover. I'm not a... <laughs> Watching the movie, I was like, I don't really know anything about wrestling, but I do know who The Miz is, and that's because he started on Real World, Real World which is Road just the saddest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, The Miz and I, that's mostly what I talked about with The Miz. Yeah. Man, The Real World's the best. Oh, yeah. Listen, I know Sebastian has wrestling moves because he's taken me out not wrestling, so I know he's the real deal. Sebastian is is my son, by the way, just so okay. you don't think we were just randomly talking about some other strange person. Honestly, I zoned out, so yeah, yeah it, was a, it wasn't a problem. We wanted to ask you some questions about general dad stuff, because in doing the research and having you on the show, I was like, oh, no way. I had no idea Adam Pally was a dad. I genuinely just didn't. And I think that's mostly because when we think of parents, we think of really boring people and people who aren't fun in any capacity. But you're, (laughs) you're already fun and funny. Do you think that your dad joke style has changed since becoming a dad? Um, it's a good question. No, I don't think so. I think that like, it's just evolved. I always like a dad joke that like cuts. I don't, I don't like dad jokes that are like puns or stuff like that. And my kids know I don't. So I'll just like cut to the chase. You know, I'm more of like, I'll get a laugh off of being like, Hey, fuck you. Yeah. Your dad <laughs> like, joke is I'm taking you to a cabin and I'm going to murder you. <laughs> yeah. Like my, dad joke, my dad joke is more of like a, I get a lot of mileage out of cursing or, um, you know, like my kid likes it sometimes, like we'll make up songs together. We're like improvised songs. But most of those songs involve like insulting someone we both don't like. You know, it's like uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a negative comic. <laughs> yeah. I curse in front of my kid. I have no issue with it. Have you found that your kids curse now? And like, what do you no. like? So how did you make that happen? Because everyone, you know, my in-laws are like, oh, he's going to oh, curse yeah. if you say that. Oh, yeah. My mother-in-law is like through the roof about it. But yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I think it's just like the same way. We treat it the same way we do the N-word in rap songs. Mm. Kind of. It's like you can never say that, but you can hear it. Right. That makes sense. My goal is to be so uncool to my child that anything I say, she won't even want to repeat anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Message, you're doing a podcast. You got yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. like, That's good. That's a good tip. because I'm. I'm going to tell my mom that because she's been concerned. Yeah, right, you thought you're around to fucking relax. Linda, fucking chill. Linda, fucking chill out. Yeah. <laughs> what is? What do you think is the funniest thing about your kids? God, they're each they're so funny. My oldest son Cole is very whip smart, quick, um, which sucks. Sucks because <laughs> I it's like I don't. He catches me all the time, and I'm like, okay, great. You will learn that this this will not get you. Like you know, keep those uh, smarts to yourself, kiddo. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. My middle one, Gigi, my girl, is like a, just a goofball. She's just like the silliest. And my youngest son, Drake, is like a real Loki, like a real trouble causer. And it's funny, you know, like his brazenness is funny. He knows it. But also terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. Like like he asked for, um, my wife and I were making a big deal to the kids about sparkling water because we don't, we didn't use to have soda in the house, but we su- subsidized it with sparkling water, which my kids really liked. But now in the pandemic, 
<laughs> we're trying to be a little more conservative with our sparkling water. Right. So we were trying to explain to our kids that like you can't just pop a can of Perrier and leave half of it on the playground. That's expensive. In the midst of this conversation, my my oldest two, my youngest, asked for a sip of my water and I gave it to him and then he dumped it out in front of me and laughed. Oh, man. Kids are such dicks. He's like, this is for my dead homies, dad, well, obviously. No, he's, he's like, I'm listening to what you're saying. Don't spill. The funniest thing would be if I spilled. Did he maintain eye contact while he the did it? Oh, yeah, of course. Like a dog shitting. All right, so we have a game for you. It's called Name That Wrestler. Basically, the concept is we're going to give you some like wrestling superpowers, and you come up what that wrestler's name should be. Oh, okay. Are you into that? I'm into every, uh, yeah, I'm into everything. Carrie, you want to start? Okay, what is a wrestler's name for a dad that actually tells good jokes? Uh, Bob Saget. <laughs> How about someone who can fart, but make it come from another person's butt? Tesla. (laughs) What about a wrestler who can transform his dad bod into a zaddy bod? Uh, A a stiller. Like Ben? Yeah. A dad that can make their kid like the food that's presented in front of them. Uh, Boy RD. Whoa, that's good. So do you have anything you want to plug other than the main event? Edit on Thursdays on NBC, uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Thank you so, so much for coming on Momtourage. It was fun. It was totally chill. And shout out to all of us being from Jersey. Yes, yes. We love when we share Jersey in common with somebody, so. Thank you so much for taking time and hiding in a room or a dark closet away from your children. It's going to be fun. Hopefully I pass out before anyone wants to speak to me. See ya. Bye. Okay, so a funny little thing has come out of this quarantine. I wish that I could say that it was happening to me, but I've noticed that my friends and family members around me have been talking a whole lot about how their sex life has changed since this whole lockdown. Ashley? I can confirm that quarantine has indeed helped my sex life. Hold on. I need to start this segment by saying, Dad, this is a good time to stop listening because he (laughs) listens to every episode and I'm sure he doesn't want to hear this. Oh my God, my family no longer cares except for my cousins, but I love that your dad still listens. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for your continued support. You know, my mom, I don't think my mom's listened to one episode, but my dad listens to every single one. Your mom's like, I lived the episode for 30-something years. She's like, I'm good. Like, I know, we get it. Uh, I talked to Ashley enough. And she always tells me to shut up anyway. So it's like, (laughs) does she really need to hear me talk on endlessly? So anyway, thanks for listening, Dad. You can turn it off now. I can confirm, yes. I mean, listen, are Matt and I doing it like bunnies? No. Are we doing it more than previously? Yeah. You're also doing it in other places aside from the bedroom. Yes. One. (laughs) One time. (laughs) I was so happy for you. Thank you. I was too. I called Zach, my best friend, told him about it. He was like, what? Yes. Prior to quarantine, Lee and I have been so sick for months that we don't even touch each other in bed because one of us has been sick basically since January. Basically. Life is exhausting. You know, like Matt and I had this job, which we were working together and somehow came out of it still liking each other. Life is exhausting. And then you throw a fucking kid in. Lee and I work together on this show and we fight every time we talk about this show. So God bless. Guys, please rate, review, and subscribe. And we can make enough money that I can hire someone to do this. Please. That being said, thank you so much for all you do, Lee. (laughs) Thanks so much. We really appreciate all you do. I love you, baby. Oh, that's funny. But anyway, so 
Lee and I have been, we don't go to bed at the same time. We don't get up at the same time. Our bed is a gigantic bed where we would have to try to touch each other to touch each other. Oh. It has been slim pickings for a while now. We are tr- we really can't wait till when we get back into it. We miss it. It's not like we don't want to. It just... What do you have, a king-size bed? Yeah. And you're two tiny people also. We hug to the edges. Oh, yeah. Matt and I specifically will not get a king-size bed because we like to touch. Yeah. We like being close to each other. (laughs) Lee and I like to touch in the beginning, but then we really are not into touching for the rest of the night. I like it. I know. We've had this discussion before. I believe the very first episode that we recorded for Scary Mommy, I was like, ew, you're disgusting. You're so in love. You touch each other all the time. Yeah, I don't know if it's that we're so in love or we're so codependent, but you know. Either way, we like touching. I run so hot that I don't want anything touching me when I sleep. And I snore horribly, and Lee hates that. So, Do you? Yeah, we got a lot going on. Listen, you're not the only one having sex because my sister reported that her and her husband's sex life is on the rise during quarantine. Really? Because her husband works a lot. She works a lot. They're never home at the same time. And now they are home at the same time. And, and when so you say are, rise, how, like, what are we talking? They're doing it a lot. Like every day? This is what, this is the stuff I want to know. I know. Well, l- let me text my sister really quick. But okay. So I have other friends that are also saying, I think it's like, do you remember when New York had a blackout and then there was like a boom in babies. Yes. And same thing with September 11th. I think that in times of sorrow and times where we're like, people are dying, people often have sex after funerals. I know this Hello, baby boomers. That's the whole, that's what they are. I know. It's because in sadness, in times where people are dying, you're like, I think it's like some animalistic bullshit. You're like, I have to repopulate the planet. Have you seen that meme though? And this is, that nothing hit me as hard as this. That's like, there's going to be a boom of first children after all of this. What's the phrasing? Do you know what I'm talking There's about? There's a baby boom of all first children. I think yes, exactly. Okay, blonde moment. I don't get what that means. Okay, so it means that anyone who who has a child in quarantine will not be having more children. Got it, got it, got yeah. it. Yeah, uh, because they're just like completely overwhelmed. I thought it was some morbid thing about the first child dies. <laughs> <laughs> it's the story of Passover. The firstborn son will be sacrificed. I literally thought it was some morbid death shit. I was like, I can't go there. Then I'm like, maybe I'm just being blonde and I don't understand. <laughs> and I was like, but I don't care enough to want to understand it. I almost asked you about it because sometimes people post memes and I'm like, mm, I don't get it. <laughs> you should. Plus, I love your blonde moments. I have so many of them myself. You know, I don't judge you. I think they're funny as hell, but I'm not like, oh my God, Carrie, you're so stuff I was like, is it literally because everyone is going to die? That's where my mind goes. (laughs) Everyone's dead. It'll just be firstborns that are new. New babies are alive. (laughs) I mean, the other thing is, aside from like this being a sad time and a scary time and people naturally want to like cling to each other, there's also just like not a lot to do. I know. It's weird. I keep thinking of all the things I could get done. And then I don't even do them. And I read a blog. This is like a little bit off topic, but I read an article, not a blog. I read an article that said that most people are not able to be productive. And they asked a psychologist why that is. And it's because of the brain shutdown that happens. That's what's happening to me. Anxious. Like I'm medium productive, but I keep talking about making fucking banana bread in these masks, these cloth masks that I want to sew. And then what do I do? I sit and 
channel surf, HDTV, yep. yell at the television, eat yep. Doritos, obviously, <laughs> and just stare at shit. That's all I'm doing. I agree with you. The one thing that is really motivating me, I can get off my ass and do. Holy shit. My sister just texted back that they're having sex every night. Wow. Every night? Yes. I'm too drunk every night to have sex. She's like every night or every other night. Wow. Guys, it was worth the wait for this punchline. Wow. Jeez, every night. Good for them. Oh, the one thing that has really been fun for me is I'm doing this really weird thing where I'm very into um, cooking with the last ingredients I have. Oh, like, right. You said that. Like I'm, it's like almost like a challenge because the thing that's bringing me joy in all of this is Eating. food. Yeah, yeah, like eating's making me really happy. I like have been watching a lot of Chopped, so I like see them do like. The, eat. Do you ever watch Chopped? Occasionally, Lee's really into cooking shows. I'm not so much. I like the British Baking Show, but I'm not into cooking shows. But I watch them with Ooh, Lee. You so. lost me with the British Baking Show. Um, I don't really like baking or British people, so there's like nothing there for me. Well, I only like British people, so the accents relax <laughs> me. It's like basically like taking a Klonopin. I started after Trump was elected, and it's like a bomb. It's just the British accent is like a bomb. You know I. I I understand that. I lived in England, so not to brag. Did you? I did. How have I not heard this story? I went to school there. When? What school? I went to the RADA, the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts and the Globe Theater, Shakespeare. When? Late 1998 into right before 2000. Was it high school or college? College. I'm old, remember? I know, but like, I thought you went to college in Manhattan. No, I went to Rutgers University in New Jersey. Uh Uh-huh. And then I finished my credits in time that I could do a junior year abroad. But then I booked a job in Edinburgh at the Fringe Festival. And so mm-hmm. it ended up going into my senior year too. And then I came back and did a half of a senior year. Got it. Well, see guys, I'm still learning things about Carrie. So cheerio, old chap. Cheerio, old chap. <laughs> God. But yeah, I'm really enjoying, I'm like fulfilling some like creative little niche by cooking these little hodgepodge meals. So you all have your sex. I'm going to just keep cooking. So there's this New York Post article called Coronavirus Lockdown Sex is the Best We've Ever Had. And it talks about a woman and her husband of 14 years who were having a real serious dry spell. They had not had sex for almost two years. I feel you, girl. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I'm there with you. Um, yeah. But two years, that's oof. Oof, that's scary. I do have a child under two, so obviously we've had sex. I know. I know. I mean, like, I don't know. But anyway, she has three teenage boys and they have an opposite work schedule. And they said that they are having the best sex right now. I think it's incredible that it's bringing people together. And I feel like parents are the ones that are really benefiting from all of this because it's been so long, you know, for most of us. Yeah. You know, here's what I have to say. Now I'm kind of nervous about Lee and I coming back together. There's too much sex pressure? Yeah. What if we don't have sex? Does that mean my relationship is horrible? These are things I think about because when you fight and you have intimacy, it feels like it's okay, right? Right. When you're just fighting and then you're not even touching, then it just feels like you don't like the person sometimes. And I know that that's not the case. I obviously love my partner. I miss him so much. But that physical intimacy, real talk, guys, makes other stuff feel not 
not so bad. That's why it's called intimacy. It's true. Thank you, Ashley. I feel like I should talk. I mean, I do talk to Fran about this, but when you take the intimacy out of it, then you're just like two roommates who are fighting. Yes. I can't speak for everyone, but I feel like that's a really relatable thing. Like I, I, th- I worry about that. I feel like Matt and I are so strong in so many ways. And sometimes sex is so on the back burner for both of us because yeah. life we're tired, we're working, we have a kid, we have a zillion balls up in the air that we're trying to juggle. Except And none of them are matched. Um, <laughs> but a bunch. And you know, oftentimes sex is kind of like it's just we don't care to we don't we don't care. And then, you know, not for nothing, we talk to people like Erica and Mila from Good Moms Bad Choices, and they're just like fucking left and right, which yeah. is fantastic. But it makes me feel like, am I broken? Is my relationship broken? Have I gained too much weight? Am I husband's not attracted to me. Well, this is what I was just going to say for me. And I have always had a pretty strong sex drive in general, um, not in recent years, but that's probably age and babies and all the other stuff. But yep. you know, also a long-term monogamous relationship will do that. Right. And this is the longest I've ever been with anyone. Right. With a lady. So I haven't, I'm a quick love them and leave them kind of gal. So I haven't really had to ride out a relationship that long with all of these ups and downs. I think I, when stuff started getting boring, I just pieced out. So right. I'm not used to having to, you know, refine love and affection in different ways, you know, yes. but real talk, part of what I think made me a very sexual person is I always looked in the mirror and felt like a hot piece of ass. Yep. Always. My whole life, I've been very blessed. And I mean, I'm an athletic person too, but my whole life I've felt really good about myself. I've never really had terrible self-esteem. I don't know how I managed to live 39 plus years with a healthy self-esteem as a woman in the United United States. I don't know how that, as an actor, I don't know how that happened, but blessings. And now I just don't feel good about myself. And yeah. I know that part of my sex drive issue is that I look in the mirror and I don't like myself. Yep. And I know my partner is frustrated with the way he looks too, although men can usually yep. <laughs> find a way to make it happen. Regardless. I don't think they can. I think men suffer from the same self-esteem issues that women do. I think when they don't have time to go to the gym or I think they are affected the same way. Because when I ask Matt, you know, is it something about me? Is there, and it's not like he gives me a pacified response. He's like, are you kidding me? I think you're so beautiful. The other day we were talking about plastic surgery and I said, you know, I think I'm going to get Botox after all of this because it just feels so old. I feel like I just need a little, a little freshening. It would make me feel better. And he's like, you know, you're being ridiculous, right? Like you're beautiful. And as you get older, you, and you know, that's what we all want to hear from our husbands. So Lisa is the same thing, but I'm always like, you're lying. You're lying. Yeah, same. Same. He did, Matt does this thing where he does this like long, loving stare, and it drives me fucking insane. That's so sweet. It's very sweet. It's very sweet, but it also drives me insane because it makes me so self-conscious. Mm. I feel like he's like analyzing every flaw, my orangutan tits, my fucking pimples that are on display, my love handles, my chub rub, like <laughs> all of it. So, you know, maybe coronavirus is the best thing that happened to all of that. Saying fuck it. And giving in and being like, this feels good. I mean, I have to tell you, when we do have consistent, often sex, it changes my mood. It changes how I feel about myself. It changes a lot. I mean, this might go against a lot of whatever. I don't even know. But I actually am a firm believer in like forcing yourself to do it. Obviously, I don't mean if you're not in a loving relationship. That's not what I mean. I know. I know. I I get what you're saying. It's not like hashtag me too. But I think that... Because one, even if it's not great, 
it gets the the longer the time goes in between, the weirder yep. and more awkward it gets to try to come back to it. And I feel like it begets more if you you know I just I am a firm believer in like trying to really make yes a point of yes. It. Yes. My mom was always like, you make time for it. Even when you are too tired or you don't feel good about yourself in your marriage with your husband, if it's something you want to keep and it's something you're committed to, you make time for it once a week. It's maintenance. Oh, God bless. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I don't, she told me that years ago. I haven't heard it in a long time, but. Um, Can we get your mom on the phone and ask her how much they're having sex these days? That'd be the interview I want to hear. Oh, I think we'll pass on that. I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to hear that. In, I mean, I'm a big girl. I get it. But also. But she was always like, that's a part of relationship maintenance, just like learning to communicate well with one another. All those things are maintenance, and that's just another step of it. But I would be lying if I said it happens once a week. On one hand, I just want to keep eating during quarantine because it just makes me really happy, and it fulfills a little need for me, and it brings me joy. And on the other hand, I'm like, do I want to keep going down the rabbit hole of feeling badly about myself, which does in turn affect things like my sex drive? Also, my sister was like, maybe say a friend instead of you. I'm like, no, bitch, I'm saying your name. (laughs) Because what if Scott's family listens? I was like, first of all, Scott's family doesn't care about me. They don't listen to this show. Two, you have two children. God bless that you're having this much sex. Like, it's positive. Hashtag swag bag. Okay, guys. So, I mean, I know this is a little bit on the nose, but my hashtag swag bag for the week is the movie The Main Event. Now, Luna isn't even old enough to care about anything aside from Elmo, but we watched it together as a family, my mom, my stepdad, and I, and it was so fun. One, The Miz. Can we talk about that? I miss him. You know how I love The Miz. I know. I really, I feel, he's also really, the only wrestler I know, but. <laughs> I actually know a few wrestlers. I used to watch it back in the day. I oh. used to like rock. Roddy Roddy Piper. Well, listen, Um, I know old school wrestlers. And I watched the show with the Bellas. Mm, I don't watch that. I did watch that show. I actually liked that show. Um, Not the Bellas, but the main one. Oh, the one that they, before they got the Bella spinoff. Correct. Yeah. I feel bad that when The Miz was on The Real World, which is how we all first knew him, right. I sort of didn't believe he was going to be a wrestler. And then oh, was I kind of fake. He was so charismatic and nice. I was always like, this guy is going to like do something real cool with it. And not a lot of people have really turned a real world career into something. But I digress. The movie is so cute. It's well made. It isn't a movie that is just for kids, obviously, because we watched it. Yeah. It was so fun. It was so fun. I love that it's on Netflix. It wasn't like I had to go somewhere hard to find it because I'm the worst with technology. It wasn't like I had to, you know, buy it. You really are, though. (laughs) I really am. I had to buy it. Now I'm triggered, Ashley. Listen. Sorry. It was easy to find. I'm old. I was born in the Jurassic age. And I'm with an (laughs) IT person, so I mostly don't pay attention. I mean, listen, I wouldn't have to. I'm kind of the IT person in our house, so. And that says... Um, a lot because I'm not an IT person. I don't know. The kid in it is so freaking cute. He's so cute. And also, I just love this idea that this kid who's being bullied finds a way to find his personal superpowers. It's a great message. And he connects with his dad. It's really a very sweet movie. I love it. Good pick, Carrie. Great. Solid swag bag pick. Thank you. And thank you, Netflix, for continuing to keep me truly sane during this quarantine. Truly. Honestly. By the way, they have a new dating show coming out that 
um, we're going to need to watch. Have you heard about it? No, what's it called? uh, Too Hot to Handle. And they send them to an island and they cannot have any sex or masturbate or anything. So they're doing the opposite of everyone in coronavirus. And if they do... How do they can tell if they masturbate? They probably have cameras in their rooms. Oh man, I don't. I mean, I don't know how they do it while they're in the shower. Chastity belts. I mean, come on. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe it's like a heart rate monitor thing or something. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to watch and find out. But what an interesting premise. And if they do cheat, like if they have sex, self love, whatever, they're out of the running for money. Very good looking people, so you know they all just want to bang it out. Netflix. I think you guys should do the right thing and reach out to give Ashley and I a show. Just saying. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll happily take a show. What's your hashtag swag bag? So my hashtag swag bag, one of the things I want to do with this, Carrie and I both talked about doing this is we know that small businesses are struggling right now and we have friends who own businesses and I have a friend who owns a company her name is Mary she owns a company called Brief Transitions you know the mesh undies you wear after you give birth yes they're super stretchy they feel a lot nicer than the kind you get at the hospital and they don't have an elastic waistband so they don't put pressure on your body if you've had an incision like a c-section and you can also buy them in black so they feel more like regular underwear for when you want to try to have sex again let's bring it Oof. full circle i mean are you having you're not trying to have sex when you're in the mesh underwear phase are you that's when i you, mean i was in that phase for a long time just because they were comfy and i was peeing myself oh yeah all right i guess i get that their tagline is life is meshy but you don't have to be and i think that is the cutest oh my God, that's so cute thing. yes it's really their whole branding thing is really cute company is amazing she also aside from this runs another business where she helps women who are transitioning from the corporate world in to being business owners. So she is offering our listeners 10% off with the code MOMTRAGE. So if you know someone who's about to have a baby or maybe you like wearing disposable underwear during your period, who knows, whatever. Maybe during quarantine, you don't give a fuck anymore like me. You're just like, YOLO, this will fit more Doritos now. Yeah, you can just head to brieftransitions.com. I believe they're also sold on Amazon and uh, check them out. Well, it's been real, guys. Till next time, stay home. Stay safe. (laughs) Stay sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at momtouragepod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at momtouragepodcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Mom Taraj is written and produced by Ashley Heron-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at mamadramaband or mamadramaband.com. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.